2: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: Hey, Alarmy. Before we get started, we wanted to make sure you heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as our aftermath post-interview discussion and final verdict. We'll also be putting out additional bonus episodes and other fun stuff. Here's a preview of Guest Alarmist, where I step aside and let a guest walk us through a personal tragedy, and together the Alarmist crew figures out who's to blame. This month, producer Amanda Lund discusses the 2020 pot pie disaster. I am so honored to be sitting (laughs) in the (laughs) Alarmist's throne Mm -hmm. right now.
1: It suits you. How does it feel?
3: I mean, I'm not going to want to get out. You're going to have to have Uh-oh. security come and and get me out of here because I might just start popping up on all the episodes well there's i mean there's a time limit you have a 45 minute time limit on this throne so really yeah so it's really up to you what you make of yeah it.
1: then you pop out like in it, there's like a spring-loaded mechanism mm-hmm. that shoots you up into the air yeah we your, took uh, yeah. precautions your head goes through the, the ceiling it
3: goes through the roof but don't worry there's a trampoline to catch you on the other side <gasps> oh my safety god
2: first. safety first yeah.
1: What do you think What do you think we've been spending all the money in the budget since you've left the show on?
3: This is what you're using your Patreon funds for? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go to patreon.com slash thealarmist and subscribe today. Now, on to our episode. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The aftermath. The aftermath. With us today we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And that's it. That's that's the gang. That's Who that's else is that? the entire crew. And
2: this oh. is a pre-recorded voice announcing Chris and <laughs> Clayton. <laughs> mm. And you guys uh, didn't see this
1: because we didn't start recording but before we always record we do we do a clap so mm-hmm. it's better for editing and Rebecca hit her elbow. On her desk. Yes. On the way to the wow. button. That's why
2: she's not here.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, but she's but no, ER. I I continued like a pro. <laughs> yeah. You you didn't hear it in the voice when I when I introduced Clayton. That's because
1: that's how professional I am. You were fighting
2: through the pain.
1: Yeah. Point welcome back <laughs> to the
4: alarmist
1: <laughs> if you go back and listen mm-hmm. you you might be at the we might True. still be in the window where you only have to go back 30 seconds or we might be yeah. past that you might have to go back two 30 second sort of uh-huh. presses or whatever just
3: to see if you can hear Although it in I think my voice it's 10
1: i think it's it so you can see if you can tell in rebecca's voice when she says hello that her okay. elbow's in pain
3: let me know that That's mm-hmm. going to be so fun. Those emails are going to be so fun yeah. to get. Yeah, and s- emails are going <laughs> to flood in. And speaking of emails, we have a very special Aftermath mailbag episode for that's you right. all. It's been a while. It's been a mm-hmm. hot minute. Right. A literally a very hot minute.
1: Yeah, it has. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a heat wave across the nation and Southern California is no exception.
3: No. Um, I, I mean, the record... Uh, it's the, literally the hottest day of the year ever on record in,
2: in Death in Valley,
3: parts, right? In, in some parts of the country and in, in not even yeah. not just in Death Valley. It's in uh, on the East Coast. Death
2: America. Yeah, death America. Right. right. I think America's death become Valley. Death Valley. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the United States of Death Valley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: hashtag cool. climate change. Hashtag. We've been talking about this forever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, Hashtag come visit. There should tour. be no
1: surprised faces. There should be yeah. no looks of surprise on people's faces. No. Everyone should just be like, "Oh yeah, okay." Oh
3: yeah, what they said is actually happening. Yeah. So with that, on that very positive note, well, do I we want to should... before
1: we jump in? Do we want to talk a little bit about what we've been doing on Patreon? Because what we're ta- we're talking right now to our. Our alarmy that is not technically, but could be on Patreon, but is most likely not. Right? Yeah,
3: I would love to talk about this because we're we have some fun stuff happening over on uh, Patreon. We have a new series mm-hmm. called Little Alarms, where we just every month we discuss all of our alarms, all of our. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. uh, alarming it's alarms. The, yeah,
1: it's basically the first portion of the show where we ask our guests what's alarming them lately. We ask ourselves that and we ask our Patreon subscribers that, and we make a whole episode. You'd out
3: be of it. surprised how alarming these little alarms can be. <laughs> yeah,
1: some of them are not so little, but that's true uh, of all those that come up in a standard episode, isn't it?
2: I feel like the this is right for a musical. Little alarms, the musical mm. is definitely something I could hear. Like coming, like starting small black box, going to like mm-hmm. off Broadway, moving to Broadway, yeah. becoming a huge international hit. Should yeah. we
3: contact Sarah Borealis maybe yes. to start working on <laughs> yes. it? I feel like she'd be perfect. <laughs>
1: Just start with asking her, what's alarming you lately? No, that's our pitch. What's exactly.
3: Um, okay, so we'll put that on the to do list. We're also list. doing another
1: Patreon show called. Guest it, alarmist.
3: That's right, and in that sh- on in that series, we have a fan favorite guest of the alarmist, and they come and they bring in their personal uh, tragedy mm-hmm. or disaster. Mm-hmm. We've had Amanda producer Amanda with the uh, twenty twenty pot pie disaster, mm-hmm. yes. and we,
1: in that episode uh, or in those episodes, mm-hmm. we go through the whole process of
2: figuring out who's to blame. In real time too, we don't know what the tragedy is, so it's all fresh to our ears.
3: We're essentially Just applying like the Yes, we're we're essentially applying the alarmist technique mm-hmm. to our everyday uh life
4: mm-hmm. and our personal life. <laughs> yeah. It's very
3: it's a very useful tool that we're going to uh We should probably copyright. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta stay sharp. You know, we gotta keep
2: ourselves on our toes. Yes, we are gonna look for patents. But people have been
3: blaming uh, things for the since the beginning of time. So we'll see what they say. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Now we also have uh, Adam Lustick, who's who who did the twenty two thousand three telegram travesty. Yes, singing telegram travesty. Mm -hmm. And you uh, trust me you you don't want to miss these yeah
4: they are s- <laughs> we're having a lot fun. of fun
3: over on patreon so come over it's uh patreon.com slash the alarmist and it's it's pretty self explanatory once you're there Yep, great we'll have a link uh to the patreon on our show notes and now let us dive in okay to our mailbag and first up We've got Hendrik from Germany. And Hendrik says, Dear Alarmist crew, first of all, thanks for making one of my favorite podcasts. It's always funny, informative and presented with respect towards the victims. I want to suggest the Italian Hall disaster, which took place on Christmas Eve of 1913 in what is now Calamay in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The stampede cost over 70 victims' lives, most of whom were hmm. women and children. Yikes. Right. Mm. Um, I was horrified when I learned about this disaster, and it is still debatable who could be alarmed.
2: Oh, All Italian God. hall disaster. Oh, no. okay. All yeah. of the
3: best from Germany, Hendrik. I love to know where our alarmy is yeah, so me too. if you write it in the future let us know where you're writing in from because that's really fun
1: oh man this italian hall disaster looks terrible oh no
3: yeah
1: really? well somebody sh- somebody falsely s- shouted fire
2: oh at no oh, big no no
3: <sighs> well we are absolutely going to put this on our list and uh you know we always look for holiday episodes although this is a terrible one for the, the holidays. Holidays. <laughs> yep,
1: for the holidays it's not r- quite on the same page just no. like uh who's to blame for it. what was it the santa claus what did we do with santa claus one oh year? the
3: the um the santa claus mail oh yeah yeah uh, <laughs> santa it was called santa claus incorporated or corporation right. oh yeah.
2: yes that was a fun Yes. The foundation, right? Santa the letters Christmas. to Santa. Yes. Uh huh.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. This one not so far. We've
3: also done Home Alone, so. That's yes. right.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Um, but we will put this on the list. And yes, thank you, we'll, Hendrik. Yes, yep. we'll get to the bottom of that. This is from Jess. Hi, Alarmist Pod. I just started listening to your podcast and it's truly awesome to listen to. I love learning about crime and disasters, but sometimes it can be emotionally draining. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. We hear you. You guys have a way of delivering facts in such a lighthearted way, which makes it so easy to listen to. Oh, thanks. Anyway, I'm currently listening to the Bonnie and Clyde episode where you guys put Bonnie's daddy issues on the board, LOL. And this got me thinking about the Menendez brothers Mm. uh, murder of their parents. This uh, would be an awesome uh, episode to listen to because you guys do a great job covering murders, murderers, who obviously physically did it, but...
4: (laughs) Mm-hmm. What,
3: but you ask what pushed them to do that. I also just finished the Andrew Cunanan one also. L- also LOL. Yes. Um, That was the uh, uh, Versace. Mm. Uh, right. And uh, episode. Um, Not sure if you guys have covered it already, but if not, personally think it would be fun to do a deep dive into the case. Thanks for reading.
1: If you're able to. We were. Yes. We were and able we were, to. And we were. I love the phrase... Who obviously physically did it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think
4: we should have
1: a little, I don't know what what how we would use that in an episode, but we should have like a little box that we put our little you obviously physically did it over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right.
1: <laughs> Cause some of our tragedies there is a convicted, fully tried and convicted. Yes. Yeah. Person. Like it's not
2: a hard case to crack. Right. Literally. Right. Right. But it is true to talk about the motivations, right. what maybe influenced them throughout their life to commit whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. that's
3: things are oh, not here. always black and white. Right. You can't just be like, well, they did it and that's the end of the story. No. I mean you can. And we do. And 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 that for crime, like when you're <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah uh judging a crime and Well, that it's good to do that, right? Because.
1: Yes. But however, sorry, I keep going. What were you going to say? No,
3: no. I just think there's always so many factors that play into why people do things and how sometimes they're driven to do things by society and uh, perhaps members of of family and Mm -hmm. friends and Mm -hmm. work. They want a
2: motive. Yeah. That's why they want a motive. That's right. Helps you understand.
3: But so, thank you for the Menendez brother uh, recommendation. Yes. We're going to put that on the list as well. That's a great recommendation. Uh, Pretty
2: iconic case too yes. from our youth. Like I, people our age. I mean, a lot of people, but I just remember being young enough to
4: mm-hmm.
2: and close enough in age that you couldn't kind of comprehend that. You, yeah. your peers could do something yes, like that. Right. <laughs> you know? Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, your peers are murdering this yeah it's very disturbing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's
2: really crazy
3: um i agree i'm I'm shocked we haven't even we haven't had them on the list already so thank you jess for writing in and for your kind words this one is from sarah and sarah says hi rebecca amanda and chris sorry clayton uh, not, I'll just stop listening.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: this one does not apply to me. Sorry, buddy. It will not answer. <laughs> you can sit in the. Did not uh, obviously physically do it.
3: Yeah, and if you could actually, yeah. uh, could you? If you could actually call Amanda right now and put her on the phone. So I will just get her in this. here. Yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> patch her in. I, I've said this before, but I can't wait for these people who are just starting the series. They have a big surprise coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh,
3: okay, so I love this podcast. Sorry. Clayton, this is not a compliment for you. <laughs> yeah, I
4: hope they
2: still like it when
3: I get <laughs> I started listening at the end of 2022 and listen regularly, but I'm still working through episodes from 2021. So I'm only partially privy to the evolution of the podcast. What I love is that I don't always agree with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Get ready to love uh, it even more.
3: <laughs> but I still love hearing your perspective and thoroughly enjoy your banter. Like Amanda, I'm always attracted to the guest <laughs> experts. <laughs>
1: yeah, she loved. She fell in love every time we had a guest expert. She fell in love all every single again. time.
3: <laughs> and always find myself impressed with the passion those experts have for their fields of expertise. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your willingness to both stick to your guns and to change your verdict. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: I would like to address the big C. I don't feel that capitalism as a whole is to blame for so many issues. After Mm. all, there are hundreds of thousands of small business owners in our country who thrive on capitalism, but don't create disasters. I prefer the term corporate greed Mm. because big business is almost always, if not, if not always who is behind these disasters with the big C uh, when the big C is named. My other favorite to assign blame to our politicians.
1: <laughs> People hate our <laughs> politicians.
3: I just find myself inherently distrusting them. After all, their business model relies on over-promising and under-delivering. If they would all under underpromise and over-deliver, we would live in a much different country slash world. Thanks for hearing me out and keep up the great work, Sarah. So Sarah sent a lot of, of thoughts here. Yeah. yeah. In terms of the big C, I can't wait for Sarah to get to the capitalism episode. I know.
1: About <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, who's to blame for the cap- capitalist system? Um,
3: but I do hear corporate greed.
1: For sure. Yeah. We,
3: that is a term that we don't use often on the show
1: yeah it's well we do we get we get I into mean, corporate we, greed and we look, give it different not, names it's, it's a
3: topic we discuss but i i, I yes. feel like we haven't put corporate greed up on the board as as often as <sighs> capitalism
1: yeah well i think capitalism yeah it's tough because it's a whole system it's like blaming right it's like when we're doing a you know a a, a movie and we're blaming the director kind of it's like this it's sort of like the world we live in right
2: capitalism is definitely a blanket term and we tend to get more specific within that system and some and then that's where you find like something more specific like where corporate greed would go up yeah sure yeah but
3: if there wasn't a capitalistic system would there be corporate greed
1: wow
3: I'm just asking, know. you know, it's like corporate. It's like
1: the it, apple and the stem. Corporation. Is the apple a part of the stem? Is the stem a part of an apple? Yes. The, mm, the, uh, that old
3: debate. debate. I don't think we ever settled on it. I don't it,
1: think we so. did either. No. We definitely <laughs> talked about it for 45 minutes. <laughs> yep.
3: You see, this is the kind of stuff you can get on our uh, Patreon. <laughs> These are the things we're discussing yep. in our uh, guest alarmist episodes. Um, so my point is... Corporations feel like they can be as greedy as possible because they thrive in a system of capitalism. Right. They can get away with it.
1: Mm-hmm. True, true, true. And there are, to Sarah's point, good actors within a capitalist system, right? Like there are, like say, small businesses who treat their employees well, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe people who put people over profits. Mm. However, to Rebecca's point, corporate greed... Is sort of like chicken and egg type of situation. It's like if you set up a system where corporate greed thrives in that system, like greed is the way to go. If you're in a capitalist system, like you have to be greedy, <laughs> otherwise you're gonna die. So
3: greed is the way to go. That's gross. No, but it's
1: true though. Right. Know, I mean, I mean that's the the corporate greed is if you follow the the tenant of corporate greed your business will be successful in, mm. in a like you know i don't know that's maybe
2: that's a little too macro for over
4: right over and my i also said but i
2: think there's a difference between what sarah's saying about you know there's tons of small businesses who thrive in a capitalist system uh where it's like it's not so much, like they're within the system but it's the actors within that system who they what they're incentivized you know Profit over people oftentimes, again, like capitalism can, and this is what you'll listen to in our episode, can be ideally a good thing, but Mm. it's the people who are prone to corruption Mm -hmm. and the business model that sometimes puts the money over the the person that kind of makes it problematic.
3: I remember this led us to the inherent... Uh, the greed of of human beings, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then which I had a real problem with because I don't think human beings are inherently bad. But (laughs) this is another thing we keep coming back to.
4: Mm -hmm. Are humans inherently bad or are
3: they, or are (laughs) they bad because they've been created to, to think this way they've they've been tailor made to this. So Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. I don't know
3: now Sarah also talks about, oh, politicians.
4: <laughs> <Yep>. Yes.
2: <laughs> Who are generally, I agree, some of the bad actors in the system that kind of mm-hmm. can muck I, it up.
3: I, I believe that the one thing all politicians probably share, and this is not always a bad thing, people, but it is the desire for power. <laughs> You know, like you have to have as a politician, you kind of whether it is that you're you're fighting the good fight or whatever it is. I do feel like there's this special gene or something in your personality that wants to rise to the top or something Mm. it's because the goal is to run a country right yeah
2: you got to galvanize your base your people your supporters and try and get done whatever it is that you're trying to get done
3: yeah it's weird because we need leaders
0: (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. i mean and uh, you know it's also public service could (laughs) i mean some people get in get into it because they see big problems and they feel like they have the solutions. Um,
3: That's why I think it's not a bad thing to have that as part of your personality. There's always like a good side. Right. To, you know, like you're well, being you're saying- judged. Um, if you are, let's say a person who tends to blame. I don't <laughs>
2: like who (laughs) one might
3: think you are a judgmental person
4: right (laughs) and
3: that can be the negative side to it but you could also be a a person uh, you know the the positive angle to that is someone who is striving to find answers and maybe is curious and asks questions and also is intuitive you know like yeah so uh, there's a pros and cons there's a the pendulum swings (laughs) too far Mm -hmm. is that (laughs) i'm saying a a lot of
1: ideas (laughs) are you describing a grandfather clock yeah yeah. (laughs) because if that's the case then yes that's definitely sometimes happens
3: i don't know i mean but
2: there's plenty of grandfather clocks in politics (laughs) (laughs) that's very true Clayton. wow
3: (laughs) well sarah thank you for writing in and uh chiming in
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: This is an email from Anita. And Anita says, the Sultana ship disaster. Mm. Dear Rebecca and team, what can I say? Whenever I hear about a disaster, I think of you. (laughs) 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 nice oh that's so sweet my 12 year old is always looking up trivia especially what historical events have their anniversary on any given day yesterday they told me it was the anniversary anniversary of the sultana ship disaster still the worst maritime accident in u.s history Hmm. the ship was a steamer that exploded and sank on its way to deliver union soldiers Home to the North after the Civil War. Adding insult to injury, news of the disaster was completely overshadowed by H- Lincoln's assassination, which occurred the next day. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Nearly 2,000 uh, people died when the original ship capacity was less than 400. Yikes. Hope you take oh. uh, a look and cover it on another episode. I love listening to you all. Thanks for a great show, Anita. How have we not heard of the Sultana ship disaster? I mean, I'm, clearly some people have, but.
1: Right. Well, she says it was under sort of covered, obviously, because of Lincoln's assassination. Uh-huh. So that does sound like a really good
2: alarmy
4: alarmist yeah. episode.
2: The worst maritime accident in U.S. history. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I feel like. Do you feel I like. Thought-
1: there w- Yeah, there was something else that we uh, covered that was also claims that title. Well yeah, I we wish you
2: get to the bottom of that. I mean the, the Titanic Chicago, for a while, did
3: yeah, and the and the Chicago web uh port uh weapons disaster. What well, I think that was mm. a naval, the mm. worst naval.
1: Oh, I see. Maybe um, there's a yeah, you know, a term
2: difference here. Oh, there
3: was also the uh the Slocum, General Slocum. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, in New York.
3: Uh wow. Sultana Steamboat. Okay. January third, eighteen sixty three. We will put these up on the board. You know, if I recall, General Slocum disaster also happened in uh January, later January. What's up with January being uh I you know a scary time to sail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh no, yeah, of course. This looks like looks like Anita is right here. The Sultana was the mm. cons- is considered. To be the wow. worst maritime disaster in U.S. history. Oh wow! There you go.
3: Okay, we're gonna put that up on the uh, on uh, our list.
2: Yes, got it.
3: Thank you, Sarah. Uh, sorry, Anita, for for that recommendation and for listening to our show.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now this is from Greg, and Greg says, "Good morning, alarmist." My local paper ran the story about the 150th anniversary of the elgin illinois bridge collapse hmm. it was a terrible preventable tragedy and the fashion industry might may be at least partially culpable Uh oh! So hello i'm interested um <laughs> so it may be a good candidate for the alarmist for an alarmist eva- evaluation thank you for a great show sincerely alarmed but working on it greg
1: <laughs> rebecca i feel like Have you has your uh, determination to put? Did first of all, have we put the fashion industry in jail?
3: We did get pretty close.
1: Oh no! I okay. So we haven't gotten it yet.
3: I feel like we got close to putting the fashion industry in jail during the uh, Rana Plaza collapse. The 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 Daca.
1: Oh, the Daca garment factory. Yes, right.
3: That happened in Bangladesh in. 2013 Mm -hmm. we got pretty close there if not that they were a couple but regardless the fashion industry is
1: well that's what i was going to ask you is that like your interest in putting the fashion industry in jail seems from an out from a from a my perspective to have waned slightly Mm. have you have you reconsidered this uh, desire, or are you still just as vehement about putting them in jail as you always have been?
3: I do, and I and I feel very strongly about mm-hmm. uh, fast fashion and mm-hmm. the or, or, or the the dangers the of fast fashion. Yeah, and I I feel like I went through a change in my lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. Would you say mm. you put on a different? blouse or perspective i would say i put on
3: i i I put on the same blouse i had before oh because (laughs) i didn't need a new new
1: blouse blouse every day yeah (laughs) right 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 fair point
3: (laughs) um have you guys been able to find this bridge collapse that was recommended by greg i'm trying to look it up
2: yes i did the algin illinois
3: yeah Oh oh it looks here like it's it's called the Dixon Bridge disaster. Mm. And 1869 partially collapsed and while filled with people watching a tub race.
1: Oh
4: boy.
3: It was on July 5th. Um yes, 150 years, right? That's what Greg said it was the anniversary. Mm. Okay, I mean
1: Throw it on the list.
3: Shocking how many bridge collapses I know. there are.
1: I know. I've, I have
3: a feeling that this there's a reason why people don't talk about bridge collapses. Because it's it's like too, too soon. Yeah. It's too, too real. Too
1: real. Too many
2: bridges that are still there that just... Yeah, yeah. You said it was the Dixon Bridge, Rebecca? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got in the list.
3: Okay. Thank you, Greg, for writing in and letting us know about this. I love when people let us know about their local disasters that maybe aren't as well known but
4: Mm -hmm.
3: important now this is from aaron this was a message on instagram and aaron said good morning rebecca and crew i was happy to hear the world wars got the big slap for uh dst daylight savings time (laughs) I was hoping that Hitler might take the slap for this one but no it's kind of a stretch still I pictured Hitler getting a slap on my way to work today (laughs) (laughs) by the way I'm a teacher in New England and definitely feel it feel it when we set the clocks back in the fall I prefer when we get more light because by the time I leave school in the fall it's already dark yeah sad emoji mm-hmm. cry emoji
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> anyways i was wondering if you'd do an episode on the teacher shortage we're having in the us right now mm. i know it's a controversial topic but feel that it's important to talk about maybe you could spread some information to the general public keep up the good work alarmy out nice
1: huh mm.
3: well thank you aaron for writing in yeah i how how would we as we of, gotta look into this teacher shortage. As of October
1: yeah. 2022, after the school year has already begun, 45% of US public schools had at least one teacher vacancy. Wow, that's a lot. That's a big number, 45%. That's yeah. almost
2: half. It's a pretty big topic, I think. That like is there's a big So many yeah. you're gonna get into contributing to that. We'd probably need to
3: also state by state, right?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. It becomes Uh, so important, like not to to uh, avoid it. Right. It needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. But um, I wonder if there's an angle that we could approach it at.
3: Maybe it could be a a, a specific state's uh, teacher shortage. Mm. I wonder which is the the state that uh, suffers the most from Mm -hmm. a lack of
4: teachers. Mm -hmm.
3: We'll have to look into it. Give but them this all is an important topic. Give them yes. all <laughs> more
1: money. They're doing everything. I mean, didn't yeah. we learn that in the pandemic? Remember how many people were like, oh my God, please get the schools back open. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with my kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. like, schools do big... so
1: much. An American public school system is such a, I mean, you know, it has its issues like anything else. But I think in, in generally speaking, it's like a huge, huge success and like a huge, huge
2: um, uh, help to, or it's a big economic driver. I mean, it's not just education. Like it actually serves as childcare. It feeds certain children yes. who wouldn't have meals otherwise, you know, it's, like yep, in terms of yep. income and poverty, like there's a real benefit to it in many levels. Mm-hmm. And I know it was really heartfelt. I also for think families,
3: I think that it's a, uh, I feel like people forget that teaching is a specialized skill totally mm. i and and you can be easily reminded of that if you ever need to teach anyone
4: anything <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah okay. exactly like
3: uh it, it's not just like right. oh pick it up and and teach someone no no <laughs> right. no this is Your it's really is really hard
1: tested. like rebecca,
2: <laughs> rebecca trying
1: to post on instagram like i have to come over there and i'm like just do it right. I don't know what to tell you. Like, just do, just do it. Just do it right. That's it what is, I would be like if I were a teacher. I'd be like, it's math. I don't know. Just do it.
3: I don't know. Just do Add it. it <laughs> subtract it. There. Does that clear? I don't know.
1: But oh. you would never
3: say that to like a nurse or any anyone who has a specialized skill. You wouldn't just be like, here. Actually, uh, can anyone just? Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah you, pick up you the slack assume
1: here? that anybody yeah. can just step in so
2: it's so true it's just so very very pay true
3: teachers for their specialized skill i don't get me started
2: don't get me started because you know even, i'm going to say a, the magic word that's going to make some of our listeners angry the big c just yeah. say oh, it, <laughs> People need to, like, these teachers are, when you hear these stories of the teachers who are just, like, buying their own supplies because they wouldn't have them otherwise out of their, like, very yes. small yeah. income, like, that's... We know teachers who do that.
3: I know. My my sister-in-law's a, a kindergarten teacher, and she always, we do, like, she does, like, a little GoFundMe.
2: Yeah, for, that's insane.
3: I mean, don't get me, me
2: started. 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 Okay. Don't even get me started.
3: Exactly. Now, thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Aaron, and thank you for being a teacher. We applaud you.
1: Yes, we applaud you. You get the big. We need clap. more people
3: like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. We have a little. We're 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 running out of time. We have had a lot of mail, and we lo- we enjoy your mail. We love hearing what everyone has to say. Uh, how about I? Ooh, we have a lot of. Daylight savings time. Okay.
1: Mm. (laughs) We're we're
3: in a daylight savings time uh, uh, hole here. Okay. But let's just read it quick. This is from Anne, and the subject is DST. I want to send Arizona to the alarmist jail for making (laughs) me miss Zoom meetings all year round. (laughs) It's so confusing. I need someone to tell me what time zone I'm in. We're in uh, Pacific time are we in Pacific time or mountain time? Is California an hour behind or not? Is New York two hours ahead or is it three? It's worse than jet lag. And
1: that is really funny because Arizona really is the one outlier in the entire. Right. The, yeah. Everyone else subscribes to the Daylight Savings Time except for Arizona. Hawaii doesn't. Oh, okay. So Hawaii, which is in a totally different time zone. Right.
3: But-, but it's not conf- conf- it's not as confusing because Hawaii is exactly, again, it's so far away.
2: Right. I know. But yeah, it's true.
3: You're not like crossing a state line into Hawaii and then getting mixed up and then like going to, Mm-mm. you're not going from California to Arizona to New Mexico. Mm-mm. Like try and think about that.
1: Plus, I everyone in Hawaii right. is just so laid back. Everyone's a surfer yeah. and everyone just. <laughs> yeah, trips. every it.
3: single one. <laughs> yeah. Just like, They're they like- born with little surf. Babies have little surfboards. Yeah that they're that's
4: given they're at the hospital. They're born surfing. They yeah. surf mm-hmm. right you, that's
3: how w- women give birth. Uh, they give
2: birth on a surfboard in the water.
1: In order to get... In, if you're a baby who's being born in Hawaii, you need to catch a wave to get out of your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm. how you get out. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. even have doctors. The mm-hmm. doctors are surfing during the birth giving process. Yeah. And it, actually, the woman is on a surfboard and she's giving birth. Mm-hmm. Anyway...
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna let you finish that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I know a lot about Hawaii. Obviously, yeah. we clearly know nothing about Arizona. No. Yeah. How and do we so, go in-
1: We know so much about <laughs> <We know>. Hawaii.
4: <laughs> and
2: we
1: feel you. We feel you in Arizona. That's sorry. It's maybe grounds for moving. Honestly, it might. You might have to. I don't know if you have family there or tying you down or whatever. But like, check out Utah. Check out California. California's great. You can check out. You know. Uh, Colorado.
2: Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, if there were no daylight savings, then Arizona's not even... Who cares, right? Yes. Oh, well,
1: yeah. We're, we're we're specifically... We're not going to overturn daylight savings. We we, we we
3: decided that, right? we were going to keep it and we're that it gonna was a good thing. We're going to keep daylight savings. Sorry to Aaron. I wasn't there
2: for that episode. I really oh, wanted to be right. a traveling remember
3: it was your idea too that we do
2: that you should maybe we'll revisit it because i have different opinions Mm, you think you would have swayed (laughs) us
3: our our um our expert for that episode was wonderful it was amazing you should uh listen re to re-listen. that he, uh, sure. expert
1: he, yeah he doesn't he like and he he's like the go-to expert for the government when they're making yeah, these yeah, decisions yeah. he put like, up
3: a, an incredible like case an actual, for, for
2: daylight yeah savings. he's
1: like and he wasn't pushing it he's like look was I it get father
2: it. time <laughs> yeah 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 we've been getting great <laughs> cool. experts on the
4: show yeah
3: <laughs> um, okay the last one this is from deputy chris it's been a while
4: now, hey, yes. Deputy Chris.
3: Deputy Chris says, "Dst and me. Hi, my alarmaroos. Hey.
2: Oh, nice.
3: <laughs> As you know, I'm I'm not one to complain, but I do get concerned when you put broad sweeping groups on the board. I believe you once put consumers, a.k.a. nearly everyone, in the alarmist <laughs> jail until the <laughs> until the aftermath. <laughs> hey,
2: if they deserve it. <laughs> I mean,
3: yeah." Uh, so the place is big but not that big <laughs> so imagine my concern this week when two world wars were in the final consideration <laughs> thank god someone expressed concern about the makeup of the jail population mm-hmm. don't worry about big barbecue being in here as I have mentioned in the past anyone in here who can cook is in here for their cooking <laughs> okay. mm. I do have an opinion on the DST issue I know I should be impartial but this affects me I don't live at the alarmist jail my house is an uh on an east slash west from it <laughs> east in the morning and west at night
4: okay <laughs> that
3: means that mornings and nights in spring and fall and fall i'm driving directly into the sun for a week or two with with it on the horizon blinding me sucks but wait sucks but wait DST throws a full extra set into the equation. Mm. I say pick one or the other and stick with it and don't give it a fancy name like permanent daylight savings time. (laughs) (laughs) Call it time and let's move on. (laughs) Here's a justice, Deputy Chris. Okay. Thank you, Deputy Chris, for for not only maintaining our jail, but writing in with with thoughts
1: we're working on getting you a a really nice cute apartment right by the alarmist jail so that cuts down on your commute
2: (laughs) and in the meantime maybe we'll just get you like a big visor extension so that yeah when you're driving for those weeks or two it's not so I, much of an issue yeah mm-hmm. in the
1: meantime but just just about your the place that we're building for you it's going to be really cool there's going to be like a zip line that goes from your from your roof to the front door of the alarmist oh, jail that's cool. so yeah so you'll that's be able to it. basically zip line uh on to to work
3: and i wonder if deputy chris has heard of sunglasses <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, because those are useful, I guess. Yeah, yeah, those can be useful. No. Check them out.
2: Sunglasses.
3: I feel like an aviator shape would be really cool for our deputy Chris. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah, totally. Maybe shop local, buy a good pair that's made by mm-hmm. someone in your town, and mm-hmm. you know, buy a good quality pair that you're going to hang on to for a while because we don't want those fast fashion things no. that are going to fall no. apart. No. Yes, no.
3: and there yeah. might you might even uh, be able to go to a consignment shop and and there buy you go. something used.
4: Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm.
3: you know. So thank you, Deputy Chris. Before we go, Clayton, I want to encourage our our Alarmy to rate, review and subscribe. I know, you know, the best way to really support us and to for us to be able to continue our show is to sign up for our Patreon. Honestly, I have I can't stress this enough, but if
1: <laughs> if you can, you
3: can please, please do. It's a,
1: but if you can't,
3: it's the only way we're going to when I say only way we're going to continue to make <laughs> our show. It, it I'm not lying. It's not an exaggeration. Um, and it. but if you can't, you know, a, another way you can support us is by uh, leaving a review. And uh, we have a few uh, reviews on our uh, Apple podcast. Is that right, Clayton? Can you read one, please?
2: We, we do. Yes, I'm okay. happy to. Uh, this is from PR Good Girl. Puerto Rico, I believe Ooh, is what that stands hello. for. I love this podcast. Uh, they say, perfect amount of history and humor. Love hearing from the experts too. I'm behind, but I just finished listening to the Bhopal gas tragedy. Mm. My mom used to work at a union carbide subsidiary in Puerto Rico. She worked there for years. I had no idea something like that happened, probably because I was an infant, but never heard my mom talk about it. So I don't think she knew either. Keep up the great work. I too get anxious and, and catastrophize. It's nice to know I'm not the only one.
3: Aww, mm. well, yes, you are not the only one, no. my fellow Puerto Rican.
2: Yeah, boygua. Mm. <laughs> we're <laughs>
3: happy to have uh, we, we say hello to all of our Puerto Rican listeners and uh, thank you uh, PR good girl mm-hmm. <laughs> yes for uh, leaving a great review and that's a great example of, of of the kind of review that you can leave let us know where you are and why you like the show <laughs> now stay tuned because next week we are going to be discussing the theft of the Mona Lisa
2: crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from rust Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part?